0: Speedway proudly presents Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number 1 motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Here's Rapping on Racing.
1: Oh, say
2: can you see
3: we
4: Listeners, joining us now is co-host Dave oliveri Dave, good evening. How are you?
5: I'm doing well, Don. Just it's always good to chat with you. And you know, we, when I talked to you the first part of uh, last week, you know, you were down there in, in sunny North Carolina, and we jokingly every time we talked, you tell me uh, because of your wife, Don, what's the weather? And I said, I said, well, we have it's snow snowing here. There's like three inches of snow up around Erie in that area. And I said. I don't know what the weather gods are doing, but there were some practice sessions scheduled, and almost every race in Western Pennsylvania was canceled. But you know, Lernerville Speedway—they had suffered two previous weeks, and then they were off for Easter. But you know, Don, you've known Dan Bauman for a long time, and the man is a a maestro when it comes to track preparation, and. It's what is the grounds for it. You had the opportunity to watch it on Learnerville TV, and the track was in great conditions, and as race fans, we were all happy.
4: I called Dan the Dirt Whisperer. All right, let's tell everybody who's going to be on the show tonight. Jennerstown Speedway General Manager Bill Rebar, Charger Driver Bob Mostaller, Mike Bellardi, the pit steward at Jennerstown, sprint car driver Greg Dabrowski, plus Jim Zufall has a great interview with humanitarian and car owner Dan Osber. Then I'm going to wrap up the show with car owner and former Pittsburgh Pennsylvania Motor Speedway champion Scott Gunn. But before we get into the show, I want to mention a nice story about racers taking care of racers. Now, Bobby Heim passed away recently, And his dad said he wanted to liquidate the assets of racing. So he started off by talking to Sylvan Eastler, got some really good advice. Then I'm guessing it got into the pipeline about some of the other people that wanted to be part of it. So he called Chris Schneider and Chris bought the truck, the trailer, and the race car. Then Brian Hutchko came over and he bought all the tires, Then the next one was A.J. Poljack showed up, and he bought all the engine parts. So all that Bob has left over is a couple of shock absorbers, but it's racers taking care of racers, and it was a very happy ending to a sad story.
5: Yeah, speaking of racers, I know uh, for during the, I was reading it on social media, Laboon Race, that uh, Vince, all the effort he puts in, wanted to do something in honor of Bobby, and he wanted to have some type of award that was a, I don't want to say a fast time or be it whatever but good friend Bob Schw- Schwartzmiller who now has Schwartzmiller Transportation stepped up and I think there's it's going to be some type of award on for you know $192 with the 92 being Bobby's number so like you said, racers helping racers
4: it, the people are incredible and I'm happy that they were able to liquidate all his stuff Saturday night, uh, Darren and I, my son Darren and I went to Bowman Gray Stadium in North Carolina. The place is beautiful. They had just paved the track. We only stayed for two divisions and thank goodness they had the first two divisions was would be the equivalent equivalent of our late models and then the um, modifieds like the wheel of modifieds and I almost did a double take cuz one of the late models was a black number 31. And I thought, boy, this is déjà vu. It looks like it tone's out there. But uh, in the late model race, uh, a lot of cautions. I mean, when somebody wants past, they just blast you. And they have a setup there, sort of like NASCAR, where you pick a lane, and and that's where you end up. Well, most everybody wanted to stay on the on the inside lane. But if you had a pretty good driver that started deep in the field, he would pick the outside lane and then he'd run side by side with the leader. And then if there was a caution, bingo, now he's second and he can go to the inside lane. But uh, place holds 17,000. And I'm guessing Saturday night they probably had 16,900 uh, nine hundred uh there because boy there was very very few empty seats but we had a good time uh the the parking was horrendous but hey we rolled the dice Darren and I drove up not far from the main gate and we saw cars going into this industrial facility I said pull in there and see what that's about he said ten dollars to park so we parked walked across the road and went right in the gate twelve dollars for a ticket uh just a very very nice place
5: well, it was funny. I, I reached out to you Saturday evening, and, and you answered. I said, "My gosh, Don, where are you?" And you're in a, a, a velodrome of noise. He says, "I'm." You said, "Well, I'm at Bowman Gray Stadium," and I know that's something that's been on your bucket with the hit. But I think you have to maybe try to like you describe the track, but I think you have to kind of maybe tell the, the listeners. It's a racetrack, like, around the football field. I can't really describe it because I've never been there. I just watched it on flow a little bit last night.
4: Yeah, that's what it is. It's a football field with a racetrack around it. And uh, people were real nice. We uh, Darren made friends with a fella in the one row behind us, and they talked, you know, he'd ask them questions. What's this? What's that? What's this? But uh, our people up here are spoiled because a 200-lap modified race paid $1,200 to win. So when our, our guys up here are griping, uh, they don't realize how good they have it. Hey, uh, you were at Lernerville and Jennerstown. Why don't we kick off with some of your thoughts about Lernerville?
5: Well, Lernerville, it, you know, it was my first race of the year, and I was heading up there with my girlfriend, Sharon. and I was trying to put it in perspective opening nights, and I said, from a race fan, I said, I'll relate to something that maybe you can do as not as a race fan. I said, you take someone that is a golfer, I said, they're polishing the clubs, they're getting the spikes ready, the shoes, the balls. They can't wait to hit that green and hit that little white ball. I said, from our world and from a racing perspective, I said, we can't wait to get the dirt in our face and smell the alcohol fumes. I said, it's kind of like a a disease, I said, but it's something, first couple of nights of the racing season, we look forward to it. And, you know, we had talked about... um, the track with you know Dan Bauman and things like that and, and just some great racing I said, and I know you were watching it from your home and the late model race was you know just incredible uh, eventually Jared Miley picked up the win but, you know between Alex Free and uh, Johnny Garvin and speaking of Johnny Garvin we're going I did an interview with him and we're going to have it uh later on in in in, in a couple weeks uh john's first opportunity back in a late model in five years and he didn't really seem to miss a beat but some great racing uh but my favorite part of the night was i had to, again it was an opportunity to go back and see some friends you know pastor bill beck is back on the, uh as the chaplain there and the sad part was uh, Ginger Boy, you're you're a good friend and mine for many, many years. Her son, you know, Davey passed away earlier this year and it was a, a big supporter and sponsor of A. J. Flick and uh Andy Sigin put up an additional five hundred dollars for the feature winner and I was talking to AJ before the race and there was a lot of mixed emotions and I was trying to get an interview with him and he was just kinda busy and uh, the feature just played out and You know, long story short, A.J. picked up an emotional win, and it was kind of interesting because A.J. was winless in 2021 and has already picked up his first win, but we got a great interview with A.J. It's very heartfelt, very emotional, and I think it's something the listeners will enjoy. But from time to time, Don, when you and I chat, and I just was kind of going through some different you know, some social media, is because right now we have a little bit of lag on information because most of our tracks aren't racing, but a lot of the drivers this year have elected not to pick a particular series. There's a lot of big money races out there. We know what Chris Madden won. He won over $100,000 a couple weeks ago uh, at, at Bristol. Well, Jonathan Davenport was one of the drivers that he wanted to spend some more time with the family. And he's elected, like elect a lot of the drivers this year, uh, to just pick and choose. Well, at Alltech Raceway this past weekend, he was the winner of a fifty thousand dollar race. Tim McCready was the winner on Friday night, which was paid twenty five thousand. So, on a, obviously, Jonathan's theory of you know picking and choosing. Uh, He's done it wisely. And, thought, so you know, just some of your thoughts on that, because this is something that all the years that you've been in racing, you know, you follow something, you, you stay with it. And the way times have changed now with park shortages and the economy and just things the way you are, you've got to race smart.
4: You're right, and some of the government mistakes that have been made in the last two years are just compounding the problems for not only the racers, but the American people. Hey, I saw something in Lernerville's release that it said um, the pro stock champion retired. Is that true?
5: Yes, I didn't quite get a whole lot of that, but that was, you know, multiple. I think six or seven times Corey McPherson... And over the past two years, Corey's got a couple daughters, Dawn, and they are very big in—I guess you'd call it—motocross. It's just motocross for kids.
4: Right, and right. The
5: girls are developing with it, and you know I can relate to it. When I had my partner Ross Dunn, and his kids were growing up, and you know I, we'll, we'll let you—I know you got a story on this—you only have so much time. In a lifetime to spend with your kids. And once you maybe obtain some of your goals that you want, you need to spend time with the family because if you miss that, you can't bring that back.
4: Two examples. My oldest daughter, Heather, was getting ready to start college, and I sold my semi-late. And I figured, tires or textbooks? She's now been a teacher for 20, 25 years. The other one was Carrie when I was doing the RPM magazine, which was very time-consuming. She came in one of the day, and she she was about 10, wanted to shoot hoops. And uh, I said, I'm awful busy. I got to get this done. And the song came on, The Cat's in the Cradle. And the next day, I sold RPM magazine. So I can see where Corey's coming from because you cannot put time in a bottle.
5: You can't, you know, and he's still at a young age. You know, he may came back and come back on, but you may not. But like you said, the mo- and, and me not being married, not having kids, it, it's I see other people, and the the moments and the times you spend with your children, it's priceless. And like you said, you can't put time in a bottle. But uh, just some other things. The Jennerstown Speedway had their first practice session, and again, I was following that as well, and. I'd be interesting to hear what Billy Rebar has to say because, Don, if you from a perspective as a a fan would have walked in there, you'd have thought it was opening night, and it was a practice session. And Billy Rebar and his staff up there—I know Mike Bellardi is going to be on the show this this week—they think outside the box, and they've been having tire issues. So they said, if you know you want tires, you got to come and you got to have a race car present, and it's got to be able to race. Well. Apparently, the message went out loud and clear, and like I said, uh, a great response. I'll be interested to hear what Bill has to say during his report.
4: He he was so happy. He said, Don, for a practice session, we had 66 cars. When we first took over Jennerstown on opening day, we didn't have 66 cars. So you'll like his uh, interview. He pretty much covers the subject. Well Dave, we're coming up on a, a break here. Uh any any other closing thoughts?
5: Yeah, just, just a couple, Don. Uh, just a big shout out and I saw, you know, you respond to it. A nice young gentleman, Cody Bova, has been running uh sprint cars for me for years, mainly the three sixties, uh, and he's Scott Priester's uh son in law, picked up his first four ten win at Wayne County. So, you know, congratulations Cody on that win. But uh just to wrap things up, some World of Outlaw news. And, um, you know, Brandon Shepard picked up his 78th career World of Outlet late model wins, which ties him with Josh Richards. But the interesting thing on the World of Outlaws is, even though he picked up that his first win of the year, he's still third in points. And he's trailing Dennis Erb and Rookie of the Year contender Max Blair. But the irony of that is he's leading points in the Lucas Oil because of the results down in Florida. So, you know, he'll be continuing to follow the series. So a lot of racing action coming up this weekend. Uh, Hopefully Mother Nature has turned a corner, and myself and you, and we're all looking forward to it as well as the fans in Western Pennsylvania, Don.
4: Dave, I thank you. Excellent report.
5: You have a good evening. You do the same as well, Don.
6: This is the Banker Bob Thought for April 25th, 2022. When someone asks me what I'm doing today and I tell them nothing, that doesn't mean I'm free to help them do something. That means I'm actually doing nothing.
7: This portion of Rapid on Racing is brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For more information, check out Jennerstown.org. Area Auto Racing News is a great way to keep up to date on what is happening in motorsports. Some of their excellent writers include Ernie Saxton, Joanne Davies, Walt Weimer, and Dave Dragovich, just to name a few. Subscribe now to Area Auto Racing News at AARN.com. 50 issues at just $60 or digital only for $39 a year. For more information, call 609-888-3618 or go
8: online to aarn.com. Stay informed with Area Auto Racing News. Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA, 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988.
7: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
9: And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Bill Freebar.
10: I'm the happiest man in Jennerstown. Now uh, We kicked off the season with our first practice day this past Saturday. We had a record turnout on practice day, 66 cars on the property. God bless us with the most perfect weather of the day. and We saw a lot of new faces and we saw some old familiar faces as well.
4: Uh, there's one familiar face that uh, you were mentioning. Can we discuss what that individual is doing?
10: yeah so hall of fame driver bobby henry Uh actually got to take some laps here again in 2022 we have a gentleman that's going to be racing in the one-stop auto cell pro stocks this year his name is keith miller uh keith raced i believe he told me 22 years ago and he just absolutely loves what we're doing at jennerstown and he purchased the late model chassis off of danny lewis and he converted it into a pro stock car and he's going to compete well keith owns a pool business, and wait till you see his car, Don. It's probably the nicest car I've seen in quite some time. Bright, bright ferrettes and orange, and it's got blue water decals on it to match the pool business. Well, it's this pool season, so he has open houses the next two Saturdays, and Keith will not be able to race the opening night, and Bobby Henry will be behind the wheel piloting the number zero one-stop sale pro stock for Keith Miller.
4: I uh, understand Bobby said the car is really close how did that happen?
0: Yeah.
10: So they had some mechanical issues. They weren't able to complete the entire practice session, um, but the few sessions, Keith participated in the rookie session so he could get some speed time, but wanted to pull Bobby behind the wheel to give us some feedback and do what we can. And uh, he was, he was pretty happy. So it was great to see Bobby back at the track. Uh, never did I ever think that I'd be friends with Bobby Henry growing up. I mean, I was a race fan, but never thought I'd be friends with him. And we've become pretty good friends. And his wife, Leanne actually is our concession manager at the Speedway. And great to see Bobby back behind the wheel and we wish him lots of luck.
4: And Leanne is probably one of the best concession managers that Jennerstown ever had.
10: Jennerstown Speedway would not be functionable without Leanne Henry. Uh, What she has done with her and her staff at Jennerstown is absolutely amazing. Uh, The camaraderie they have of all age groups from 14 to literally 70 years old, they just love working for Leanne. So she is my right arm at the racetrack on Saturday night. So it's great to see uh, multiple family members of the Henry family at Jennerstown on Saturday.
4: Any other new faces there in addition to Bobby, which is an old face just coming back?
10: <laughs> Don, we've seen a record rookie car count in the Somerset Trust Company Fast and Furious 4s. I did not get to meet all these great rookies yet. Uh, yesterday was or Saturday was a very chaotic day in a good way. Um, but when the rookie practice went out, I believe there were six rookies in the Somerset Trust Company's Fast and Furious Fours. We had rookies in the street stock division. We had rookies in the pro stock division. Um, we have a lot of guys that are still waiting on motors to come out, having some issues getting parts and things from the builders. But the C sixty six cars at Jennerstown on a practice day, so on eight years ago on opening night, we did not have sixty six cars in the pits.
4: That so. is, that's amazing. Uh, uh, the fellows that were there had their opportunity to get, to get tires. Is that correct?
10: That's correct. Our great friends at Specialty Tire of America, American Racer, Mercury Tire and Lias Tire, they did not disappoint. You know, Don, there has been a major panic created in the racing community on the tire shortage. And there is a tire shortage, but it all comes down to the ability to manage and regulate and We did something new this year that we will do forever, as long as I'm a part of Jennerstown Speedway. Normally, you open the back gate, there's mass chaos, everybody runs to the tire trailer, even under normal circumstances. So what we did this year, drivers could only purchase their tires in the order in which their cars were safety inspected. So it really created some uh, uniformity as to what we were doing, where the cars lined up, they got their tech inspection sticker. As soon as they got the sticker put on their car, They also got an invoice to take over to the tire shed. So rather than having 50 people trying to buy tires, there was two at a time, then three, then those two, and it kept rotating. And it was just a great, great marketing plan to get these tires sold in an efficient fashion and not have guys fighting. And we had adequate supply of tires. Um, They came through. And one thing I want to highlight on the show, Don. American racers, specialty tire have been amazing and extremely transparent in everything they do. Sometimes transparency also leads to panic in the sense of, oh, no, they're out of fabric. Let's all go you know, buy as many tires as we can. They believe in transparency. They want to tell everybody what's going on, how it's going on. Fortunately, they published a letter last Monday or Tuesday stating that there was going to be a fabric shortage and they may not be able to produce tires. Well, ultimately from the hard work of Scott Juno and his staff at American Racer they actually went secured fabric had it uh, conditioned to build tires and they got tires built so they kind of proactively wanted to make everybody aware in the same time the situation rectified itself so i respect everything they're doing uh, this is across the platform it's even in production passenger tires so really proud of what they've been able to do and support the speedway
4: an excellent organization Uh, is there anything you'd like to add or does that pretty much bring us up to speed
10: don i've had a lot of proud moments at the racetrack over the last couple years but uh, this saturday actually ranks up with them we have worked harder than we've ever had in the off season we've set the bar so high and our staff and our owners have risen to the occasion Um, it's a great feeling when you come home from the racetrack and you're totally wore out on saturday night And drivers take the time all their day to text myself and my staff that, you know, you really got your stuff together and, you know, people appreciate what's going on. And that's that's the ultimate compliment. And, you know, I've said it before, my guys give 110 percent. And sometimes we go above and beyond what's asked for. Um, But we have a reputation to maintain and we we really want to rise to those standards. And I think we got all the right people in place to continue to do that.
4: One of the right people is Mike Bellardi, and he's going to be a guest on today's show. So uh, he'll give some of his thoughts on what it's like to be the pit steward.
10: I can't wait to hear that uh, interview. Him and Bob Moss together. It's going to be a real treat.
4: <laughs> it definitely. Well, if we're caught up, I thank you, and uh, we'll talk to you next week.
10: One real quick thing, Don. Uh, i got to mention the Advanced My Track Challenge with Auto, Advanced Auto Parts. Advance My Track Challenge, where we have a chance to win $50,000. We can still vote, keep voting three times a day, every day. And a special shout-out to uh, Jared and Louisa Adams, Family Film Photography. They have been doing some outstanding things at the racetrack. They did some photos for myself. They did a bunch of photos for drivers that you could check out on their Facebook page. Great opportunities for sponsors, fans, great Christmas presents, wonderful people dedicated to the racetrack. And they're also taking the lead on the Flow Racing broadcast. And they did some really great stuff. And we brought six wonderful interns on board this weekend that are really excited to be a part of Jennerstone. So please make sure you check out Jared and Louisa's work.
4: You mentioned voting. I vote three times every day. But now I even have my wife voting three times every day. So we're going to get those numbers up as high as humanly possible.
10: All right, Don. Thank you for all your help. And thanks for everybody listening.
7: This portion of Wrappin' on Racing was brought to you by the Jennerstown Speedway Complex, home of the Motor Mountain Masters. For information about upcoming events at Jennerstown Speedway, check out Jennerstown.org. A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years' experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source. Alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455.
9: No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, the host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing.
7: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
9: And now back to Don Gamble and more rapping on racing.
4: Fans, joining us now is Bob Mostaller, the driver of the number 43 Charger at Jennerstown. Bob, good evening. How are you?
11: Thanks for having me. I'm good.
4: Yeah. You know, I remember your name from a couple of years ago, but I understand you've been out of racing for 19 years.
11: Yeah, it's funny how a couple of years turns into uh, two decades almost, you know?
4: So you thought you were cured, but they're sucking you back in, huh?
11: No, it's, I could never get away.
4: Yeah, no. It's once it's in the blood, it's it's like a disease. You can't, you can't cure it. You can't get rid of it. Well, w- whenever you decided to uh, park the car and get out, what was the uh, reason there? Financial, work, whatever.
11: Ah, uh, it was more financial, obviously. Um, it's, racing's pretty tough sometimes financially, and Lord knows I was, and still so am, on a very limited budget, and it just got too limited at that time. And uh, I still made a couple guest appearances undercover for drivers when they had graduations and stuff. Yeah. But I drove four or five times during those 19 years, but, but hardly ever, you know?
4: Well, let's, let's go way back when you were hooked up with Dave Dragovich. How long were you and Dave together?
11: I drove his car for one full season, and that was 1998. And then I drove one race in 97, but uh, that was another one of those undercover deals where Dave wanted his first top 10 things that year, and luckily I was able to get it.
4: Cool. You know, he's one of our listeners down in New Smyrna Beach, Florida. uh, He'll he'll be loving this because he listens every week, and uh, we'll talk later about the different places where people can hear this. Now, did Mm -hmm. you ever have any jobs in racing other than driving?
11: No. Um, Big crew guy, but I wouldn't call that a job. Um, I've I've been around motorsports all my life. Yeah. Um, Never got paid to do it. <laughs> Barely do now, if you know what I mean. Yes. But I uh, do. no true job in yeah. motorsports
4: now. Yeah. Now, uh, if you couldn't go, ra- well, you just kind of answered. If you couldn't go uh, racing, what would you do? Uh, were you involved in any other kind of sports, whether it's just as a fan or participate in softball, stuff like that?
11: I've done a bunch of dumb things. Um, I was a competitive powerlifter for. About 30 years, I uh, had to urge to, I, I wrestled when I was young, and I decided to take up jiu-jitsu and uh, do a little MMA training and and putz with that for a few years. I've always needed something to do to challenge myself. and uh, now we're back to racing again.
4: And that's going to be a challenge, guaranteed. <laughs> did, you Boy, have, did you have a favorite uh, moment in racing, The time uh, back when you were doing it uh, full-time?
11: Um, I had a bunch of... Every moment you're involved in racing is a good one. Um I never won a feature, so I, w- I can't tell you about the big 100 lap feature I won in that street box or something crazy. But... Um, uh, you know what? When you're at the track, there's a good moment. So this, the entire, encompasses my entire racing. That's that's a good moment.
4: Some of the greatest people in the world are your friends that you're going to meet in racing. Now you're Absolutely. running car 43 in the Charger division, and I understand you have a unique paint scheme on the car. What what is it?
11: Well, it's black and orange. Um, I graduated from Service of High School 32 years ago. And our colors are black and orange, so every car I've ever raced, except for Dave's car, which was looked like an Easter egg, was <laughs> black and orange. Um, I, uh, I, it, those are colors I'm always going to run, put it that way.
4: Yeah. Now, when you first got involved, uh, were you in a grandstands and said, hey, I can do this?
11: No, absolutely not. I first got involved because my dad raced. Uh, he raced back on the dirt at Jenner's Pound and Myersdale and evansburg and wimber so i was going to races probably before i could speak and then was always around it forever and ever and ever my whole family's a bunch of motorsports nuts and uh, so i've been in and around things of that nature for my entire life
4: so a family of gearheads absolutely yeah Uh, now we talked about your number how did you pick that number
11: Well, my current number isn't my number, I'm telling you. My dad was a big time Richard Petty fan, so he ran 43. Now, to honor my father, once my mom died uh, about four years ago, I decided when I came back, I'd run 43. My number is 51. Okay. Now, I will go back to that number if I ever win a race. Now, I have been in no danger of winning a race, so uh, I might be staying 43 for quite some time.
4: That's, that's funny. Uh, do you have any sponsors involved with your car?
11: I have a couple people. Uh, first, I'd like to thank Kevin McLean. He owns uh, Metal Panel Systems out of Pittsburgh. Uh, Larry Hamminger has done a lot for me with uh, you know, North Star equipment. Um, just If I need a part, I say, Larry, <laughs> where in I have? I need a new one. Uh, a guy by the name of Jason Mansoy who owns Jay's Vending. Grinds Auto in Shanksville. My cousin Stephanie Mossdollar. She just bought a laundromat in Somerset called uh, Hometown Wash and Dry, and um, Junior's Best Damn Garage in town, which is a rip off, of course, of Smoky Eunuch.
4: Yeah,
11: uh, it's my cousin's place. Uh, he goes over towards Roxbury, and that's where he keeps the car and everything like that. He has a little, little side hustle that uh, you know. I like to mention him,
2: of course.
4: No, I. I understand you lived in Pittsburgh or in the Pittsburgh area for a long time, but now you're up in uh, Somerset. How and when did that happen?
11: Well, I uh, lived in Pittsburgh for 30 years, went to college. I never really left, um, worked up there forever and ever. Moved back to Somerset um, a year ago, and I actually moved right above Barriotti. And uh, so I could throw snowballs at his house if I was home this weekend. But um, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I, I, it just seemed like things do get closer to my family and, and things like that, and uh, closer to my race car because it's been here now for three years. I've already been here for one, so well, yeah, that's why I'm back here.
4: Well, if you're close enough to throw snowballs at Barry, you're also close enough to get down there to ask questions and get some uh, advice from time to time.
11: Oh, you ain't kidding. Yeah, and Barry's always a good man. will he'll, he'll give you the answers. He may mess with you a little bit before he gives them to you, but he'll yeah. definitely give you the answers.
4: He would literally give you the shirt off his back. I've seen him help so many people. And the thing that frustrates me, and when I talk to his mom in the grandstands, is he'll help somebody that's racing against him, and sometimes they beat him.
11: Yeah. It's, well, wait, Barry, you know, it's different for me because I run a Charger car. Yeah. You know, That's only about five classes below him. No, no, Uh, he shouldn't help out his own people, you know, but every charger guy and every street guy, by all means, please help us out.
4: Well, like there was a year there where he sold his car and the guy he sold it to, uh, he started winning all the races. And I'm thinking, Barry, you know, (laughs) get a grip here.
11: How about pit crew? Mm
4: -hmm. Do you have a pit crew?
11: I have uh, my cousin, Terry Mossdoller. He's my crew chief and he uh, brings the operation. My cousin, Jerry, which is Terry's brother, he's my motor guy. Uh, those two guys help me out immensely. Um, again, I, I literally don't own a garage, so my car is at Terry's house. And, uh, I mean, I wouldn't be racing without his help, let's put it that way. Cool. Um, that, that's about it as far as the crew goes, We're pretty thin.
4: Well, Bob Mossdollar, I want to... We're taking
11: th- resumes, though, I'll tell you that.
4: All right. <laughs> Somebody wants to get in touch with you, can I give him your phone number? Oh, by all means four one two eight six two oh six one zero you want to get involved with charger number 43 give him a ring hey we're coming up on a commercial break uh any closing thoughts anything you'd like to add
11: yeah there's a lot of people that um you know help a man out and, and one of the most important ones is my, my girlfriend don carter she puts up with um you know, all the rigmarole of working on a race car all the time. And every Saturday night, it can't be date night. It's always uh, it's going to Dunnerstown. So I, I appreciate her uh, backing me. And, and you know, it, it means a lot to me, put it that way.
4: The ladies in racing are very special, whether it's girlfriend, mom, sister, wife, whatever. Very special people. Well, I want to thank you for being with us and wish you good luck for 2022. Thank you, Don. Okay.
7: Located in beautiful Somerset County in Western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers' competed late models, modifieds, pro-stocks, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious 4s. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whalen Modifieds, ISMA-sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro Races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway Complex.
4: Fans, joining us now is Mike Bellardi, the pit steward of Jennerstown Speedway. Mike, good evening. How are you?
12: I'm doing good,
4: Don. Thanks for having me on. I th- I understand you're in Texas.
12: That is correct. Why? Uh, for a work trip.
4: Yeah. And and your your buddy, uh, Bob Mostaller, he's there with you?
12: Yes, he works with me, so I recruited him to come down and uh, help me out down here for a week.
4: Now, what is Wheeler Fleet?
12: We handle um, parts for the post office. And we have a warehouse down here in Texas, they actually make seats.
4: Oh, so you're working on...
12: boats and Greyhound on. buses. and Cool. So we're down here for a little bit.
4: That's kind of interesting that Wheeler, who's from around the Somerset-Johnstown area, that has a place in Texas. How did... Has that been there for a long time?
12: Um, it was ultra-seating, and in 2016 Wheeler's bought it. I see. And then, I believe two years ago, they converted it over to Wheeler Fleet
4: well one of your fans told me to ask you a couple questions where is your favorite meal and restaurant when you're in Texas
12: I'd have to say Saltgrass Steakhouse
4: cool and is your per diem covering your expenses yes It is. All right. Now, let's talk Jennerstown. And obviously, you'll be heading back from Texas pretty soon because track's getting into action uh, real quick. Uh, As a pit steward there, and I've seen you in operation, you know, you you got just the perfect personality to interact with the drivers and car owners. Because sometimes... When they're having a bad day, they're kind of hard to deal with. Uh, when you come across somebody that's mad, and it's not your fault that they're mad, how do you deal with that?
12: Well, you just kind of, if they have to vent, you let them vent. And at the end of the day, you just try to, I guess, tell them what they want to hear.
4: Well, many years ago, I was a pit steward at Lernerville. and someone would come up, and they were mad, I'd say, We can't talk now. Nah. But if you come up after the races, I'll buy you a beer. By then, they had calmed on, and the discussion was a little easier to handle once they had that time to kind of defuse from the situation. What is the toughest thing you ever had to deal with as a pit steward?
12: Oh, there's been more than one occasion. It's usually always involved wrecks, and you know how that is. Yeah. There's two sides, but to the story...
4: And and usually the two sides don't match.
12: Correct. And that's where, you know, we as officials have to come into play. And yeah. At the end of the day, someone's always going to disagree with it.
4: Yeah. Uh, what about in tech when somebody is disqualified or illegal? Uh, how involved are you in that, or is that Fred Foster and his team? Uh,
12: that, that's Fred and his team. I yeah. try to stay out of that as much as possible.
4: That's uh, – that's also a good uh, philosophy. One of the funniest things that ever happened to me is as a pit steward, a guy comes over and he points to this car that just beat him, uh, and he said, I want you to check him because I think he's cheating. And I said, well, how do you know? He says, because I'm cheating and I can't catch him. <laughs> I said, Okay. <laughs> now i i know from talking to billy there's been so many improvements up there i mean anything from the larger uh, numbers on the pit stalls that kind of makes it a little easier to if you need to find somebody and they say well he's in pit stall number 17 you can just walk right over and then the, the new lights it just goes on and on and on with all the things that billy's putting together up there and every time i tell him What a nice job he's doing. He said, no, you're wrong. He said, it's my staff. He said, I got 70-plus people here, the hardest-working people you'd ever want to see. And he's very complimentary of all the guys, you and and the whole team up there. And that's a sign of a good boss.
2: Yeah,
12: I mean, it it is a good team, but, uh, you know, he pours his heart and soul into it. And I know he doesn't like the compliments, but without him i'm not sure we would be able to do what you know what we do as a staff
4: well i'm just going to keep complimenting him and then he he goes on and explains how lucky he is to have you folks involved there well mike uh, i'm sure you're looking forward to the season getting rolling here i want to thank you for taking the time to be with us
12: i appreciate it don
4: now okay mike we're coming up on a commercial break do you have any closing thoughts
12: yeah, Don, I just want to thank my wife and uh, my three kids for, you know, for allowing me to do this every Saturday. You know, it's more than just 17 Saturdays a year. It's track rentals and meetings and things like that. Without them, I wouldn't be able to do it. And I want to thank the owners and Billy for giving me the opportunity to do something that I love.
4: Well, they got a good man doing something that he loves. Mike Bellardi. I thank you. You have a nice evening.
8: He was well, Don. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive.
3: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George steel city classic and the two night bill Hundred memorial other special events include the falcone automotive 410 outlaw sprint series the boss wingless sprint car series the penn ohio pro stock series ed laboo memorial the red miley rumble the thunder on the dirt vintage modifieds the hobby stock invitational and more for our full schedule and all track information check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on facebook by searching pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter at pa motor speedway
8: Since 1974, Environmental Air Incorporated has provided quality sheet metal and HVAC services in the Greater Pittsburgh area. They're a commercial sheet metal contractor. Founded in 1974 by Glade Neal, Environmental Air is a family-owned union sheet metal company currently managed by Paul and Craig Neal. The people of Environmental Air are both a team and a family. They believe customer service is important. They value their employees and know that together they can have a meaningful impact on each project or service they provide. Residential service is not available due to the magnitude of their commercial work. 47 years of excellent customer service is the foundation of this successful company. Environmental Air is located at 1100 McCartney Street, Pittsburgh, PA 15220. For additional information, call 412-922-8988.
7: Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
9: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri.
5: We're in the pits after the race, and we're with tonight's 410 feature winner, A.J. Flick. A.J., an emotional night. I had a chance to talk to you before the races, and you were, oh, because, you know, it's first night of of the season. You had a lot of things to do, so I said, I'll come back. Well... I came back, and obviously, it was worth the trip for both of us because you put it in victory lane, and a special win tonight. Uh, This is the first race you've been back in Lernerville without Dave Hartman, and he was a big part of your racing team, not only as a sponsor, but as a friend and just a general overall person that you could... Chat to and gain information in your, you know, your young life, and it's just, you know, we lost Davey way too young, and it it was just an emotional night. And there was a couple extra bucks. I think Andy Saigen put up five hundred dollars extra, and I knew that. That that was irrelevant. Uh, you know, last year, you know, you were the track champion, but you didn't pick up a win. And you know, what a great story. I mean, if Dave's looking down, he didn't give you a good draw for the feature, starting ninth. But in the end, you know, you parked in your victory lane, and it was a very emotional AJ Flick. Yeah, when uh, we got
13: that pill draw and it it was ninth, I looked up at the sky and I said, well, thanks a lot, Dave, you know, just making some jokes, trying to relieve a little bit of stress. Um, Everybody on the crew was pretty relaxed today, which meant a lot because I was a little bit worked up. Um, I mean, when it comes down to it, there's so much luck that's still involved in racing that if we run over something, get a flat tire, our race is done, you know, and a lot of the times you have people that want to win races like this, Uh, whether it's for the money or whether it's for an emotional reason and if they just don't have the luck I mean, it's it's out to lunch. Um, if you would have told me that we were going to start ninth and the race was going to go 24 laps nonstop, I probably wouldn't have expected to be in victory lane. Uh, but our car was pretty maneuverable. I was able to time things properly, get by certain drivers at certain times, get back to my lane. Uh, I mean, we caught lap traffic at good points. I made a little bit of uh, progress making some moves, splitting cars that I needed to. And, I mean, I even made a big mistake coming out of 2 with, like, 5 to go, trying to run down Mikey Bauer for the lead. But uh, after we took the two to go, Mikey just made a slight mistake, and I think he was trying to get around a lap car, so he had to get out of the bottom groove a little
5: bit, and it just left me just enough room that we were able to squeak by and beat him down into three. Now, when you talk about the emotional thing of it, again – when there's a memorial race or a special race, sometimes, and if it has meaning to you, and we know this had meaning to you, A.J., sometimes you try a little bit too hard. And the, the pressure's there that I want to do well, and, and that puts the race it is in. Again, to go 24 laps nonstop on opening night on a track that was in, for the most part, with all the rain we had, Dan Bauman did an excellent job. It was You could pretty much maneuver from top to bottom. But at the same point, you know, you're sitting back there coming from ninth, and you have to pick and choose wisely. And, and like I said, we could see we are getting quicker and quicker, and then the caution came out. And you had, ju- you had just passed Michael, I think, maybe coming out of three and four, and you you know, passed the stand. The light came on, so you were the leader. But A.J., with those two laps to go, and I've known you for a long time, your head, had to, you had to have emotions in your head. It was just, okay, well, I want to win the race, but I got two more to go. Yeah, I knew I could do it because I, I worked so hard to get myself in that
13: position. But to let the nerves and your mind take over, uh, my main goal was to hit one and two cautiously so I didn't slip myself out of the groove and give somebody else a shot but I hit it too cautiously, and I wasn't able to get the car to rotate like I wanted to, so I mean, I screwed it up on the on the 24th lap and 25th lap, so that kind of stressed me out a little bit, but... Uh, we hit 3 and 4 pretty good. I was getting pretty maneuverable through 3 and 4, so that helped me. But to get back to Dave himself, Mr. Hartman came on board with us on uh, in 2017, I believe it was. And long story short, he gave us a couple bucks to get some new tires for the Outlaw Show, and that was pretty much the extent of it. And then he jumped on board big time to help us in 2018, and his friendship and partnership grew with us. Uh, we raced against his sons, Ryan and Cody, for the longest time in go kart racing, so we, we knew that family already. We already had a relationship built up there. Uh, Dave had fought, I believe it was leukemia back in his 40s or 50s and beat that. And then to, to come back around and have to fight again uh, it just it, it's heartbreaking but he just wasn't able to, to beat this one um, he gave it his best shot that man loved the sport of auto racing he did so many things with Larnerville to try and help sprint cars uh, the dash for cash putting up a few extra bucks every now and then for feature winners every night he race money I wouldn't be in this position without him uh, losing him in January is one of the toughest days of my life but I know how hard it was for his family also so this is for all of them every Everybody that believed in me That continued to support me I know Dave is Proud as hell Looking down on us So um, I hope this isn't Our only win
5: this year But I can tell you If it is, it is It doesn't matter This is the most meaningful and As you took the flag And I'm watching you Go down the back Straight away And you pulled Go through the scales And you got pushed up The victory lane And I, I could already Knowing you, AJ I could see the emotions Already well in there And then to You know See you know Dan and his wife wife in Victory Lane. I knew it meant a lot to you and then I said earlier today I had a chance to, you know, talk to Ginger Beloit, you know, to Dave's mom and it's just I know you're, there was probably a phone call. If there's not, there's going to be one just to – and, again, A.J., the way that you are, the class act, and you gave the trophy to him. Because, I mean, the trophy would have been nice to put in your trophy case, but to give it to them, the family, meant all that much more. Yeah, I mean, they go to that business every day and they still work, you know. So, I
13: mean, it's it's tough without Dave being there. I know it's going to be emotional every single time they walk in there, but when I walk in there too to know that we did that together as a team, that's going to mean a lot. Um I mean, I've given Dave some of my trophies before. He was always happy to display them. That was always just something the Hartmans like to do. Uh, I gave him some wing boards. I signed a lot of stuff for him, wrote some notes for him. I mean, to, to explain how important he was, I just can't justify it. In a, in a couple-minute interview, you know what I mean. So, um, you have a light. I mean,
5: there's you have years of it, and like I said, you are so mature for your age, and you know that you're a fan favorite with the kids. And you know, AJ, you know, it was just a very class act what you did for the Hartmans, and I'm sure. You know, Dave up above is smiling like I, get, I finally got you a win here, AJ. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. I hope he is. Well, again, congratulations on the win tonight. Your first in 2022, and hopefully we'll see the two in victory lane a few more times this year. Absolutely, I, I want to try and
13: get around to some more victory lanes. Hopefully it's more than just Lernerville. Uh, hopefully we can keep finding some speed here like we have at Port Royal. Uh, I appreciate you taking your time to interview me. Uh, thanks for coming back. I do want to thank Fence by Maintenance Service, Ferguson Heating and Air Conditioning, Trinity construction red robin gourmet burgers
5: our, our buddy in north carolina mr gamble he probably missed this one he's not going to be up here much this year you got something to say to him <laughs> I,
13: I don't think it's safe for radio but uh don i love you hopefully you're doing well you got to get back up to pennsylvania once it warms up bud
5: congratulations aj to tonight's big black winner Matt Williamson. Matt it's been since 2019 since you made the trip to Larnovo well, with COVID and just the craziness that with you living in Canada trying to get across the border. I think the COVID was the least of the problem. Was just trying to get across the border. I know when we were down in Charlotte in November last year, I had a chance to talk to you. And I guess racing per se is kind of like back to where it's kind of normal and. You, know, you were you were know, champion here multiple times, and I talked to your crew chief, and he says, we love
14: racing here, but it's just so damn far. Yeah, I mean, it's four and a half hours for us. Uh, I actually bought a house near Buffalo, so um, it's really only four, three and a half, four now, but uh, it makes for a long day. You know, the crew guys got to take the afternoon off work, and, uh, you know, they, you don't get home till four in the morning. You got to race Saturday, so um, it's tough. I mean, typically they run the show off pretty quick here. Tonight's a later night, but uh, fortunately we're going to Orange County, and um, we're just going to cut across the 80 there and um, head to Barron's tomorrow morning Wash watch this thing and get it ready to race tomorrow night. When you come back to Larnerville and for so many
5: drivers and we don't have the Touring Series and the Modified that comes to Larnerville to come back and to have success that you have again like we said it's like almost riding a bike it's like an old friend
14: yeah i mean it's it's a place that i like coming to i enjoy coming to Um, fans competitors uh people that work here always very welcoming um you know and that goes a long way you know you go to some places and especially we've had success here and you go to some places it just it doesn't feel like you're very welcome this place you know it's like open arms and um you know it's always fun coming here you know, speaking
5: of this, you know, the season—it's—it's it's a long one, and and you run. You know, this is your car
14: that you ran this
5: evening, correct?
14: Yeah, this is my car um this car's only got one race one or two races on it uh, it's three years old and um we just haven't been able to race it because of covid so it's we won at cornwall last year and fortunately won tonight well that's a good start for the car at least it's you know two for two but you know you have the other you know the
5: cars that you drive for and you've had some seat time this year and, it, and matt williamson's used to race in
14: 80 90 times a year the last couple of years you probably didn't get that in two years no i mean we're gonna race more this year hopefully i think we're up to like 10 races already so um Hopefully we get into the swing of things here now and, um, you know, maybe make a few trips down to Wernerville when we're off on Ransom on Fridays. Well,
5: it's always good to see you. We're going to let you go. We know you got a long drive, at least halfway home. And c-
8: congratulations on your win tonight and best of luck tomorrow. Thank you very much. Always great being on the show. Thank you. This portion of tonight's program was brought to you by Zarin Truck and Automotive.
15: Number one Cochran has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price. And it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24 7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
3: Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke Jordan, steel city classic and the two night bill hendard memorial other special events include the falcone automotive 410 outlaw sprint series the boss wingless sprint car series the penn ohio pro stock series ed laboo memorial the red miley rumble the thunder on the dirt vintage modifieds the hobby stock invitational and more for our full schedule and all track information check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on facebook by searching pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter at pa motor speedway
9: and now back to
3: Don Gamble and more
9: rapping on Racing. Number 88 Sprint Car
4: had a good year last year, picked up three wins, and we're going to talk to the driver, Greg Dabrowski. Greg, good evening. How are you? I'm good. How's yourself? Doing well. Doing well. You uh, seem to get a little better every year, and I've been to the track... Uh, at Larnerville, when you've uh, I've seen you in Victory Lane many times. Let's talk a little bit about your year. Uh, like I said, three wins, uh, high points, low points, a little bit about last year.
2: Well, we didn't get racing until um, I think mean, first of June, till we got going. We were waiting on our motor and didn't get end up getting that one back until like the end of September. And we borrowed another motor to run half the season till we got that one back. So we only ended up running about 12 races last year. So it was kind of a short season.
4: One of the things, so you got three wins in 12 races. One of the problems with engine builders, they never seem to be in a hurry. And if they tell you you're going to have your motor in January, maybe you're going to have it in March. Uh, I guess that's just one of the the things that – the drivers and car owners have to deal with. Uh, very pretty car, and uh, I know that uh, your your company uh, designs the decals and uh, really put it together nice. As uh, a matter of fact, when I was trying to get you to do the interview uh, a couple of days ago, you were working on Cy Lynch's car. Uh, your work is beautiful. I mean, Showtime Designs is just, it's incredible what you and Dad do.
2: Well, I appreciate it, and yeah, we got science stuff done there on Friday, and so we could go to port on Saturday. And I still have, I don't know, three or four more cars to do here yet.
4: On an average year, about how many cars will you let her?
2: I'd say it depends. Um, anywhere from 10 to 20, probably, average.
4: Now, how do these guys get in touch with you? How do they decide, hey, uh, we want uh, Terry and Greg to do the designs for our car?
2: Um, they used to come up to me at the racetrack or get my number off of somebody.
4: Let's talk a little bit about Ed Demme. Uh You told me I should get him on the show, and I'm working on that. He's a, a good friend, and he doesn't live far away. Uh, every once in a while, i tease him about coming to Trotman and buying me a cup of coffee, but uh, I guess he's a busy guy. How did you and Ed get together?
2: Um, I had known Ed for a long time. I met him probably early two thousands when I was helping Mike Kaminsky on his car, he would come around and talk to us, so um, <clears throat> and then he had always bought the flea markets and stuff, he saw a good deal, he would pick up some parts here or there. So he had accumulated enough, he wanted to put a car together and go racing. So kinda of rest is history.
4: He's probably one of the most knowledgeable sprint car people I have ever met. I had him at my house a couple of years ago because I was downsizing, had a lot of pictures, specifically sprint car pictures. Had a stack of pictures, had to be two inches high. Every picture he looked at, he knew the chassis, he knew the driver, he knew the owner. He even knew where it was at if it's still around. And it was like Christmas for him when he got all these pictures. And I was like, wow, I thought this guy was smart, but he's even smarter than I thought. Um, Going way back, um, what was your reason for getting involved in racing?
2: Um. I've been going to Larnerville since as long as I can remember, and the dirt track races around here with mom and dad. And when I graduated high school, Mike Kaminsky had bought a uh, micro sprint, so I started helping him and helped him for I don't know ten or twelve years, and up into the four tens and stuff. And then I helped Doc Bob for a while, uh, Doc Bob Altmaier, and. Brian Ellenberger, and there's been a few more. I've helped out uh, in there until I started driving.
4: And when did you actually start driving? Did you do go-karts?
2: No. I never, I've never. i never run anything but a 305 sprint. So,
4: um, I understand that back in the 70s, Dad did some go-kart racing. Why did mm-hmm. he not decide to go into maybe the full-size cars?
2: Um. He sold it about the time I was born, and he had a bunch of other stuff going on and he just never just never got it together that he could do a do a full size car
4: you know I often ask the drivers uh, you know what do you like best about racing and i I generally get the answer getting involved being with family, and I know that i've spent a lot of firecrackers camp uh, visiting with you and your folks uh, at the campground during the firecracker and Uh, boy, I I would always eat good. I knew that if I could find you guys where you were parked and i bring a case of beer and some finger foods that you'd feed me and uh, your mom and dad just, they rolled out the red carpet and I I really appreciate that. Am I on the right page that the family, I mean, your wife and kids were there? It's just, it's perfect to spend that time with family.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's always a good time. They always enjoy coming down there and going camping, and they like camping for the Stampede and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's always a good time.
4: Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Greg Dabrowski, driver of the number 88 Sprint Car. Uh, how about the tough part? Uh, finances, uh, wrecks, what, what's the toughest thing for Greg Dabrowski?
2: Uh, I just find it help. I'm pretty much a one-man band, and I... I have some help that comes with me to the track, but as far as during the week at the shop, it's pretty much just me. So it's, it's long hours trying to get everything done by yourself.
4: Well, that's not just unique to you. I mean, uh, top of the food chain, super late models, all the way down to the hobby stocks. Everybody, it's it's either just their family or maybe an occasional helper, but getting good help, that's uh, not like it used to be where you'd have a half a dozen guys with you all the time. And I think that's across the board with everything. You just, uh, I mean, like even the restaurants can't get help. I, I was... Hmm. Uh, um, my son-in-law, Travis Geisler, was at a track uh, they were testing and he went to a local Mexican restaurant and somehow the conversation came up that that the restaurants can't even get good help, so we don't want to go there. I'm going to get off the soapbox. Uh, if we take your most memorable moment in racing, was it your first win, your most recent win, or maybe something special?
2: Um. <clears throat> I'd probably say the first time I won the Stampede and first time I won at Larnerville. It's probably pretty special. Like I said, I've been going there as long as I can remember. So it's pretty special to get a race win there. And it was the last lap pass for the win, and everybody was happy and excited. And it was a good time.
4: That's good for everybody except the guy you passed.
2: <laughs> yeah, right.
4: <laughs> How about the most embarrassing, and everybody's had the most embarrassing moment?
2: Um, probably spinning out and hitting the wall hard at Bedford while I was leading. It's probably oh, one yeah. of them. And.
4: <laughs> that's, that's enough. We'll just, we'll, we'll just rest on that one. Um, how did you pick your car number?
2: Uh, Demi picked the car number. That's his birthday, October, uh, August 8th. Okay. 8-8. So,
4: now, how, how long have you and Ed been together?
2: Uh, It'll be 10 years this
4: year. He's quite a guy. I really like him. Uh Never sure what he's going to say when he sees me. I've been to lunch a couple times uh, with him and Bill Chapin, and a lot of stories, a lot of uh, memory lane information transpires there. Um, How about uh, sponsors in addition to the family company? Uh, Now, I know uh, Alternative Power Sources is on your car. Anyone else?
2: Um, We've got Altmyer's. Westerner trailer sales here in Catanning. Um Townsend Gas and Oil from up in Indiana. Uh, Reisman Body Shop always does all the paint work on a car. He's in Catanning. Uh, we got Brew Bakers just off road and Shine On Detailing. Last Tire helps me out when they can, and CSI Shocks too.
4: That's a nice group of sponsors here. reesman has been around a long time, hasn't he?
2: Yeah, yeah, he paints. A good many cars. I know he paints Carl Bowser's car and uh, good many other ones. So he's always he's always really enthusiastic to help guys out with the paint. So
4: now, uh, pit crew. I guess that's you and Dad, or is Mom considered pit crew?
2: Yeah, she helps out too. Um, like I said, during the week it pretty much just us, and on the weekends, uh, Ron Hoover and Scott Hartman have been helping me out a good bit at the track. So, and there's always my wife and kids, too. They help out when they can.
4: Okay, last season, only 12 races. You won three times. That's victory lane 25% of the time. What would you consider a good year in 2022 when you get to the Stampede? Obviously, you want to win it again, but what else would make for a nice year?
2: Um, we got some big races up at Mercer this year, some good-paying shows. I'd like to win a couple of those, and, course win the stampede
4: now other than mercer and lernerville uh and i guess in the past you've been to bedford any other tracks that you might try this year
2: uh we'll be at dog hollow uh latrobe i think we have one show up at knox um we we kind of travel around some when we get a free weekend around here so we might make it out to port royal time or two, depending on the gas prices.
4: Well, hey, we're coming up on a commercial break. Uh, does Greg have anything he'd like to add?
2: Uh, not really, I don't think.
4: Okay, Greg, we're coming up on a commercial break. Any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add?
2: i just like to thank my wife and kids for putting up with all the hours and when I'm gone and all that stuff. So, I can't, can't do it without them and without Ed Demi and mom and dad.
4: So. Sounds like a good group. I want to thank you for being with us. Wish you good luck in 2022.
8: I appreciate it. This portion of tonight's program is brought to you by Environmental Air Incorporated.
7: Located in beautiful Somerset County in western Pennsylvania's picturesque Laurel Highlands, the Jennerstown Speedway Complex hosts exciting Saturday night racing from May to September. Come see daring drivers compete in late models, modifieds, pro stock, street stocks, chargers, and the Fast and Furious fours. Special events include the Motor Mountain Masters, NASCAR Whelen Modifieds, ISMA sanctioned Super Modifieds, the Super Cup Stock Car Series, and Enduro races. The Jennerstown Speedway Complex takes great pride in providing fun, affordable family entertainment. The 6 p.m. start time allows the younger fans the opportunity to enjoy the entire show, including at the completion of each weekly event. Everyone in attendance is invited into the pits to meet the drivers and see the cars up close. Spend your Saturday nights in Somerset County at the Jennerstown Speedway
9: Complex. Race fans, if you're headed to Lernerville on a Friday night and need to fill your cooler, check out our friends at On Point Beer Distributor at 154 Freeport Road in Butler. They're just a 10-minute ride south on 356 to Lernerville Speedway. If you're headed north on 356, it's only 10 minutes from the Speedway. Racers know that there's nothing nicer than a cold beer after the races. If your cooler is empty on the way to the track, please support this veteran-owned local business. On Point Beer is excited to provide Butler and the surrounding areas with great service and even better beer. Stop by and check out this selection at On Point Beer. 154 Freeport Road in Butler.
0: And now, more Rappin' On Racing with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall.
6: More results and news with Don and Dave coming up on Rappin' On Racing, but right now, as promised. We were talking to a very busy gentleman. Not only is he the owner and crew chief and dad of Dash Osmer, the driver of the number 6 Micro Sprint, he also held the Art and Wes Osmer uh, race car show uh, back in the springtime at the Clearview Mall, and he also was behind some relief efforts back in the middle part of winter, or early part of winter, I should say, relief efforts to uh, Uh, Kentucky, uh, part of Kentucky, of course, ravaged by tornadoes, and he took it upon himself and his family to try to provide a little bit of help down there. And Dan Osmer uh, joins us. Dan, we're going to start there. uh, And the Kentucky thing, what in the world prompted you to decide to basically empty out the race car trailer, fill it up with uh, food, water, supplies, money, and and make a trip down to Kentucky to help the people who had uh, had been so affected by the tornadoes?
16: um just every year we try to um use use our network of of friends and and family that we've made in racing to to give back to the community um we've every year we try to do at least one one major um event um and throw little ones in as we can but um we were sitting there one evening and we were talking and and everything was on tv and it was just the devastation and you know people being um placed out of their homes and out of their communities, and you know it was just as we were sitting there, you know the whole family was sitting there watching it and and Dash had made the comment you know i wish I wish there was something we could do for them, and we just you know sat there and come up with the idea of hey, you know that's you know just had Christmas, people were doing you know stuff the buses and stuff all you know different things for toys for around here. And I, I said, you know, if, if new year's was coming, you know, we, we don't really, we don't go out and do a lot of stuff. I said, that's, that's stuff the hauler. I said, let's see what we can get and what we can do. And I said, let's, let's get down for the holiday. And so, so we spread the word out and, and we were just overwhelmed by, um, the outpouring of support that we received. And, um, uh you know i would say probably 90% of the trailer was full of donations and items from the racing community which just goes to reinforce um a big reason why we're into racing i mean that was you know my dad and brother were big on you know they if they didn't have a lot but if they could loan it to you in the pits you know they would do it so and it's just you know our way of you know giving back and Racing does so much for us as a family and um, just, you know, being together at the track and at home and just everything we do is pretty much revolves around racing and it's all so positive, you know, we just, we want to use that to help others if we have that opportunity.
6: Well, you mentioned family, and I think that part of our discussions we had had uh, back in December when you were putting this together was you really saw this as an opportunity to to teach your boys that, you know, this isn't just about going around in circles. Uh, this is about doing what we can to help other people. It really became a teaching moment for you, didn't it?
16: Absolutely. I mean, there's it's, there's just so much, so much more to racing um, than loading up and going to the track. And, you know, it's... You know, if if Dash, you know, we had a couple of his sponsors were like, hey, you know, we'd really like to help out. And it's just if you if there's people in need and you have a way of of helping them or to benefit them, then, you know, I'm all for, you know, using that to to your advantage and using it to to help others. And and um, it was it was just really humbling is the best way I can describe it. I mean, our entire family was just humbled from the support in the community. Um, when we were down there, I mean, it was just, it's a real eye opener. And I think, you know, um, I know not everyone has that opportunity or the chance to do that, but, but, um, I'm, I'm really, I feel very blessed that we were able to do something. Firsthand, and that, I mean, we went down there to help others, but it gave back to us as well. I mean, it just—it was a learning experience.
6: And you know, knowing knowing your dad a little bit and your brother uh, even better, uh, clearly that's your family legacy is giving and good for you for passing it along next to the next generation. And I, I I talked to Dash for a couple of minutes uh, uh, when I brought some stuff over for you, and I said, you know. Uh, this this comes directly from people I know, including my own son, who was on the uh, Louisiana Gulf Coast after Hurricane Ida. I said, you know, you're going to come back and you're going to have a bad day at school, or you're going to have a fight with mom or dad, or something like that. And you're going to think about what you saw in Kentucky and realize, you know what? I don't have a problem in the world. These people have nothing. Uh, you know, they've lost their homes, they've lost family members. They're you know they're just totally displaced. And I, again, good on you, Dan, for for what you're doing to teach teach the next generation we mentioned family and family is what uh your car show was all about it was the west or art west osmer memorial car show and Lernerville decided not to do a car show this year a mall show this year you took it upon yourself you made it a family affair by by naming it as a memorial uh show for your your dad and your brother and uh, i want to know where that idea came from
16: um we, we've been involved with the car show side of the racing scene for, for as long as we had cars. Um, I remember taking the old, field six cylinder. Um, you know, we would take it to the, to the, the now gone Butler Mall, um, before it became moved and became the Clearview Mall. Um, we used to get down to the Highlands Mall down in the Trona Heights and, and that mall is gone. Um, you know, we used to go up to, to, uh, Franklin up to the tri city mall that they have. And, um, it's just, it's, it's an, again, that was just a huge, huge part of, of our racing, um, was spending time with, you know, friends and family and fans, um, getting the names out there, of the sponsors and, and just basically just another side of the racing, you know, another, another um like we've said there's more to it than loading up and going to the track i mean it it um i've watched the memories growing up doing that and uh yeah um times you know a lot of people are doing reveals online you know with social media and and you know car accounts are dwindling at the shows and, and this year there's it's hard to get parts and hard to get you know things together and, and it's, it's a big struggle and and I understand you know Lernerville stepping back this year and and um, focusing on other things and um, when I was talking to them and then found out that you know they were not going to move forward with it and I um, I was talking to the manager up at the mall and and she was she was disappointed because it's a big there's not a lot left in our mall but it is a big it's a big draw. Um, to have the cars there and people coming through and and she had said, you know, I really wish we could still do it and I said, well, well let's do it. <laughs> and um so we just we sat down up at the mall and just started brainstorming and and um we the announcement had already been out but there wasn't going to be a show. So you know, we worked at Lernerville they were very very helpful. Um they, you know, they put the word out, yes, there's going to be one. Um you know, they were, they were affiliated. They weren't organizing and running it. Um, So that, that alleviated hopefully a lot of phone calls to them. Um, And, you know, we, we had, we had a handful of cars. Um, It was nice. Um, Two of the nice, the mall, I mean, there, there, again, there's not a lot of stores, but, but it was packed with people. And, you know, it was, it was, it was big car light is how I described it. There was not a lot of, you know, your local Lernerville cars or, you know, your Mercer cars and stuff. There was a lot of um, cars for, like, Blanket Hill, and, and that that was the people we were able to reach out to right away. Um, and other people had started racing and practicing at that time, too, and was getting ready, to. So um, we were happy with the turnout. Um, it You know, we were up there every night. Everyone was enjoying themselves, and, and I feel that, you know, if next year we can – can do it again we can improve on it and hopefully well, keep just, it keep something going that's
6: just perfect i'm glad i'm glad it went so well for you we're talking to dan Osborne we're going to be back in just a moment after a couple of messages here back with more from dan osmer on Rapid on racing in
8: just a moment this portion of tonight's program was brought to you by environmental air incorporated number one Cochrane has created
15: a new way a faster way an easier way to buy a car Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price upfront. We call it our clear cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelley Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
9: Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, Give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities.
0: And now more rapping on races with your hosts, Don Gamble and Jim Zufall.
6: Talking to Dan Osmer, of course, uh, he had already spoken about the car show at the mall and his uh, relief efforts to Kentucky uh, Kentucky back in the wintertime. Right now, we want to explore what's going on with Dash Osmer and that number six micro sprint. Now, uh, full disclosure, we are recording this before the weekend, so we won't have any results from the previous weekend, but uh, what's going on with Dash's career this year? What are the plans? What is the car? And where do you plan to race, Dan?
16: Um, so we are, we're fielding another, um, RTS chassis. Um, we, it's a car we had, he had originally, when he got out of go karting, he sold his carts and bought, bought this car. Um, and last year he got into the wall and got upside down with it and got it it's pretty damaged. Um, and we took it over to McAndrew Motorsports and we cut it all apart. I mean, we, we got rid of a majority of the chassis and then we sent it back out to rts and um they updated everything and put it back together and um a lot of times when cars come off the table they're better than new so um so he he got that back we had a car last year that um, mcandrew um, ryan mcandrew let us use his son's car because they had got another one and um dash he finished up with two two second places and a win with that one and um our plan was to start with it this year but his chassis came back and, and Ryan we were getting ready to go to a um Mason Dixon series race out at uh, Path Valley out it's about three three and a half hours east of, of Butler and um he called me when the car was ready and in his house and he called and said, Hey your your chassis done he goes, I can get it together for this weekend so he he got it together and and we went out and um it was their third it was their third mason dixon race um dash it was his first race of the year he had never ran with that series um and he had never raced at that track before and uh he showed up and and ryan gave us some pointers and and his son colton runs out there and he gave dash some pointers and He went out in the heat race and passed a couple cars and he missed qualify. They had 41 micro sprints there that night. And, um, he missed qualifying by one spot through the heat race. And, um, he had to run the B main and started on the pole of the B main. And we, we had some jetting issues and stuff in the carburetor. And, and he ended up not qualifying for the race, but I think he ended up in the B main. He missed it by one spot. So, we were pretty happy for his first night out. Um, and we're, we're actually going to head back there this weekend for another um, series race. And again, they're expecting 40 to 45 cars for this one as well. So it's, um it'll be interesting because him and him and his buddy Colton, they're, uh, they're two young kids racing and everyone else out there is, they're adults. And, and it's just, it's just like traveling out East for the big four tens. You know, it's, when you go out there for the micro sprints it's a whole different ball game out there they're they're pretty serious about it so for him to go out and right out of the trailer compete and be be that close we were pretty happy and made some changes and we got some higher expectations for this weekend hopefully and he'll run he'll run out well, there a couple be, more weeks
6: good to be running out yeah. there at, uh, Path Valley. You say you know three hour haul is a pretty good haul what what are we doing locally this year
16: um he's going to run probably two more weeks out there and then the season'll start um back here and he'll he'll be running Blanket Hill. Um that'll be his main, main track. Um he will be running the the um the 270 the junior division with the um that's mainly up to 17-year-old kids. Um but our plan is for him to to do double duty most of the nights so he's going to run the 270 junior division and then he's also going to bump up and run the adult division um weekly as well so as long as as long as things keep going and we can still buy tires So, right.
6: That seems to be the issue. Now, uh, as we say to just about every driver or car owner, nobody does this by themselves. We're going to give you a little, uh, little real estate here and let you talk about the help you have not only people and not just the race team, but you had a lot of help with your efforts to Kentucky as well. let you, uh, let you run through some of the people that have been really helpful to you in the last year or so.
16: Yeah. Um, you know, as far, as far as the car goes, um, We have our, you know, Bagler Buicks on there. They helped us out. They, you know, when we went to Kentucky, they went over the truck and the hauler and made sure everything was good and, you know, made sure we were safe on the way down and back, which that was, you know, we were very thankful for that. Um, We have uh, Sean Creel from Creel Recyclings back on board. Um, Rick Rogowski with the Rock House is back on board. we have Miller Lawn Care. Um, we have uh, one of our buddies, Jonathan Carnahan, come on board this year. He's just a fan and just likes to go to the races. Um, he come on board and helped us out. Um, we have uh, Seven Acre Farms. It's a CBD farm here in Butler. They're on board. And then we picked up two more people this year that have really helped out. And that's uh, EXP Realty. Realty. Um, it's uh Heidi and Sadler, they have, um, they have a company here in Butler. And we also picked up Peluso Roofing, which is familiar, you know, and they do a lot down at Lernerville and, and they've been really great to us. But as far as our trip to Kentucky, um, you know, we went, you know, you helped out immensely. Um, you kind of kickstarted everything for us, which was great. Um, but when we went to our banquet at Blanket Hill, I mean it was just all night. People were pulling up and you know, they'd come up to the table and hey, I got I have stuff out in my car, get with me before you leave or they'd come up and here's here's some gas money or here's a gift card for you know, you get down there and you need to pick something else up. Um you know, it was it was pretty amazing. Um Mike Turner that has the the modified down at Winterville, him and Deanna, they they brought in a a pile of stuff for us. They brought in some supplies so we could help do some roofing and some other tools, and you know, just amazing how you know people didn't even hesitate. You know, they were calling, "Hey, here, you know, I have this, I have that." Um, um, the track donated a. Blanket Hill donated a bunch of um, like toothpaste, toothbrushes, a lot of a lot of stuff, you know, that you don't think of, but. It, everyone needed it because you know they they had lost everything. So
6: well, once again, yeah. fans and friends in the racing community never fail to uh, to surprise us uh, with their generosity. That's for sure. Dan Osmer has been our guest here on Rapid on Racing. Busy man to be sure. Dan, wish uh, Dash good luck for us uh, throughout the rest of your season. And thank you for being
0: with us tonight on Rapid on Racing. This portion of today's program is brought to you by
7: Alternative Power Sources. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert
3: automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway returns for its 43rd racing season in 2022 with a jam-packed weekly racing schedule. It all kicks off on Saturday, April 23rd, featuring our five weekly racing divisions, the Rush Late Models, the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, the Hobby Stocks, the Open Four Cylinders, and the Young Guns. Throughout the season, PPMS will host several can't-miss special events, including the 34th annual Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series Pittsburgher 100, as well as three Rush Late Model Touring Series events, the Herb Scott Memorial, the Joke George steel city classic and the two night bill hendard memorial other special events include the falcone automotive 410 outlaw sprint series the boss wingless sprint car series the penn ohio pro stock series ed labo memorial the red miley rumble the thunder on the dirt vintage modifieds the hobby stock invitational and more for our full schedule and all track information check out ppms.com and be sure to stay up to date by following us on facebook by searching pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway and on twitter at pa motor speedway
7: A message for all racers, race fans, or campers. Alternative Power Sources Incorporated, located in western Pennsylvania since 1995, we have proudly served homeowners and businesses throughout portions of Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, offering a complete line of generators and the ability to provide turnkey projects. From sales and rentals to service, maintenance, and installation, Alternative Power Sources is dedicated to providing reliable generator solutions. Their brands include MTU, Kohler, Gillette, Yamaha, Powertech, and Asco. The experienced sales force has over 40 years experience in the generator field, providing the resources to design the generator package to meet your needs and specifications and supply the specified products. If service is important to you, they are your source, alternative power sources. For more information, call 1-800-894-4455. Oh,
0: so rapid roll, that car, boy, too much to believe. You know he always got an extra bike of cigarettes Rolled up in his t-shirt sleeve He got a tattoo on his arm I we'll said, baby He got another one that you say, hey whatever every Sunday afternoon He is a dirt track team On an end of
4: Chevrolet Fans, joining us now is Scott Gunn One of the busiest guys in motorsports Scott, good evening, how are you?
1: Great, Donald. How about yourself?
4: Doing well, doing well. It looks like uh, pretty soon we're going to get some racing in. Uh, if Mother Nature ever gets on the ball here, but uh, hey, it's still April, so whatever. Yeah, I
1: don't know about here in Pittsburgh. We're, we haven't been able to do that till about mid-June.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I have a question for you. How did you get involved in racing?
1: Oh, uh, just a lot of really bad ideas, I guess. Um <laughs> growing up we raced uh motocross and i raced uh quads on a gncc um, series throughout the country and i always just wanted to rain, run a race car my grandfather when i was a little kid i uh, grew up in arkansas used to take us out to uh, batesville and memphis to watch the races and i just always loved it and my dad was a drag racer and i thought that was the most boring thing you could possibly want to do <laughs> and I just loved racing I, I hit I was 28 years old and I I uh, decided I'm going to go buy a race car and that's what I did and uh, how, all these years later how
4: did you get from Arkansas to West Mifflin oh uh,
1: 1969 there was major tornadoes the worst in country history and it wiped out my uh, my school and most of our farm. And My dad was originally from up here, my mom's from down there, and uh, he said, we're going to Pittsburgh. So, next thing you know, we're all in a station wagon moving to Pittsburgh.
4: Well, it was obviously a good move because your business is one of the most successful anywhere, and that's allowing you to do all these things in racing. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, it's, it's been good for us.
4: Now, both your boys race and you race. Uh, I'm guessing you got a big garage, and it's a busy place.
1: It's very busy. Um, I actually have not. I didn't race last year. I left this up to them to uh, do the racing part, and I guess I'm still having to pay for it and work on it. But, <laughs> yeah, we're very, very busy, well, fortunately.
4: Are you going to race this year or just the boys?
1: I may step in periodically. Um, it's just getting too overwhelming, having both boys racing, and they want to, you know, they got to the age where they want to race all the time. And uh, for me to do three cars, get them all three to the track, and, and crew help, of course, you know, at this point, it's really, really hard. Um, so, I, I don't know. Well, time will tell. When, if I get the itch, I'll, I'll jump in real quick.
4: One of the helpers you had for a while until he passed away, one of Racing's really nice guys, Dave Nicholas. How'd you meet Dave and how did that fit into your situation?
1: Um, I met Dave at Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, by the way, one of the greatest uh, human beings anybody's ever going to meet or yes. would have met. Um, but moving on from that, I was at the racetrack. It was um, 1998, I think it was. And uh, his driver didn't show. He was notoriously late all the time showing up to the racetrack. And, and Dave just hated missing anything. And hot laps came up, and he happened to be parking next to me, and I was uh, racing my E-Mod, and he had his limited late model at the time. And uh, he knew me from no one. He just go, comes over and goes, Hey, could you hot lap this real quick? I just put this new motor in and, and it's set up, and I just need somebody to get it around the track to see what happens. I'm like, sure, I've never sat in one of them kind of cars in my life. and uh, So I walked over there, jumped down in there, I went out, took the green flag for hot laps, went down, turned one, spun around into a circle and I was like, holy Christ, this is not good. <laughs> so I got to turn around, went back around the track and I, I think that day there we got to make about five laps. and. The car was really good after that first spin-out. I mean, I got around there really good, and, and Smoky Shump actually came over to Dave and go, who in the world was in your car? He said, I don't know, that kid in that 14G E-Mod over there. He goes, well, you ought to leave him in that freaking car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, from then on, we just, we became friends. I, I never raced that car for him that whole year. In '99. he came over and said, hey, can you run this car a couple of times? And I did, and we was fortunate to win a couple races for him, and we just became like like uh big brother and little brother since then and uh, he's been hanging out with us since the day he passed away
4: you know you couldn't find a nicer guy and he would help anybody it was just and his wife was the same just a a wonderful people yes yeah
1: so the people you don't ever run across it's hard and, and i'm thankful i did
4: all total how many years have you been involved in racing from when you were doing your dirt bike stuff or whatever you started with how many years
1: Oh, well, I'm 59 now. So if you do the math from the time I was 14, long time. So yeah, that's a long time. Very, very long time. Oh, I've been boy. in car. I've been in car since uh, 1994.
4: Fans, if and you're just cars. if you're just joining us, we're talking to Scott Gunn. Scott, what? Obviously, it's a silly question, but the toughest part of racing's got to be the expensive of, of um, maintaining one car, two cars, three cars, you, you know. <laughs> I talked to Phil Lucon one time when he, he was, he had Stevie Baker in his car and he had both of his kids racing. I said, uh, Phil, how do you feel? He says, I should be institutionalized. I'm crazy.
1: <laughs> that, no doubt in my mind. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. I tell everybody, I I think I've already spent two pensions and. uh I don't know if I can make another for a third pension for myself if I decide to retire. So I guess we're just going to have to keep working.
4: Just keep things going at West
1: Mifflin. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I, I always say I wish my kids didn't like this stuff, but it's my fault. Yeah. So Yeah.
4: Well, I remember Dick Curry telling me one time that you were painting his motor home. So how big is your shop?
1: Um, I mean, it's not huge. It's about um, 8,000 square foot um body shop. Yeah. And then my race shop is about four thousand square foot.
4: So you got a lot of space. Jeez.
1: Yeah. A lot of space for more stuff I guess. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Besides racing with your sons and having your wife Teresa involved, uh what's the best part of racing? And I generally get a similar answer, but I'd like to hear yours.
2: Well
1: I'll give you the similar answer because I know that it's true and it's fact is family. Yeah. Just families always together. Yeah, um, my my ability to, to spend that much time with my my boys and my wife and uh, at the track and the shop, I mean, it just it's kept us really really close and uh, and most racers know that. I mean, we've all got to experience that. And you watch some of your other friends who uh, you know maybe maybe don't get that opportunity, and then you don't think about it and. Every now and again, you get to sit back and reflect and go, you know what, this has this was been good, very yeah.
4: good. Well, if your boys were playing football, you couldn't be in the locker room. And, the right. ta- and, and I always say this, the time at the track, let's say both cars running, maybe they're on a track for an hour, but the other six and a half days of the week, you're always together. And that, yeah. that kind of glues the family together. It's just, uh, it's wonderful. Oh, yeah. what, what would you say your most memorable moment in racing was?
1: question. Uh, I'll tell you what, my most memorable racing, um, and I've won a couple national championships in the GNCC and track championships at PMS, but I think my most memorable to this point is watching my older son, Jake, win a, uh, a nice super late model race up at Thunder Mountain, his very first one ever. Uh, and that was with Dave Nicholas also. Yeah. My wife was there. To me, that's the type of thing that puts you in tears.
4: Pretty special. How'd yeah. you pick your car number?
1: Um, in high school, baseball, I was number 14. Um, when I played in the uh, pirate organization for a little bit in the minors, I was number 14. I got married on the 14th. I, that number just keeps coming up. I have no idea.
4: So you, you were actually in the minor league?
1: I played for a few years, yes.
4: Wow. I'm learning all kinds of things. I thought I knew you. I don't have a clue. Huh.
1: Hey. It's not something I like to publicize. It just, hey. I'm a, I'm a has-been.
4: Well, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. And after this plays on the show, everybody's going to know. Yeah. <laughs> How about, uh, in addition to West Mifflin Collision, some of the other people that uh, are involved with the team?
1: Um, as far as sponsors, we have DG Manufacturing, which is another small company that I own. It's a, uh, tailgate Support Company, um, Slicker Graphics, um, On Time Body is with us. Um, Anthony Crane's been with us for years. Um, that's about it. As far as sponsors go.
4: Now how about um, the pit? How about the pit
1: crew? My pit guys, uh, Mike Matta, who actually works for me here, he's he's really stepped up his game. Um, week in and week out and every day um, helping us a lot. Paul DeRats has been with me for 20 you know, something years. He's been really tight. Kenny Maneki from, from uh, Maneki's first stop has been with us for a bunch of years helping out um, when they can. So, And my wife of course, she's taking care of all the business part of it.
4: I've said this so many times, the woman whether it's the wife, the mom, the sister, the girlfriend, the glue that holds it all together. Oh, she definitely is, without a doubt. Pretty lucky. Well, any closing thoughts, uh, in addition to Teresa and everything she does for you, anyone else you'd like to thank?
1: Um, actually, I'd like to thank you and the stuff that you guys have been doing for as long as I've been racing and and keeping this going. It's a tradition. It's hard to to keep rolling, and, and you guys have been doing this for a long time. Uh, Dick Curry, um, God bless his soul, another one of the great guys that we lost and a great friend of ours. Um, I just, there are just so many of those guys like that. Smoky Shemp has been around forever. I talk to him all the time. Um, I love them guys because they, they, they help keep all this going.
4: Everybody you mentioned has a passion or had a passion for racing. And I've had people say to me, for example, whether I'm doing a late model team like yours or a guy in a four-cylinder, why do you do these support division cars? I said, the only difference between them... And a super late model driver is the size of their wallet. They work just as hard. They're just as dedicated. They love the sport. So I try to have one of the support divisions on every show. And I just feel that's important.
1: It's very important, I think. Well, Scott. And, and, And we do appreciate that.
4: 42 years I've been doing this. You're one of my favorite guests. Is there anything we missed? Anyone else you'd like to mention?
1: Uh, You put me on a spot. Not really. Uh, As soon as we hang up, I'm sure there will be a lot of people I could bring up. Um, But no.
4: Well, then I'll have to have you on again then. How's
1: that (laughs) sound? I appreciate that. All right.
4: Scott Gunn, I thank you. You have a nice
0: evening.
1: You do the same, Don. Thank you.
0: This portion of today's program was brought to you by Alternative Power Sources. proudly presented Rapping on Racing, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Have a great week, and be sure to tune in next Monday for another installment of Rapping on Racing.
11: Stand all in, come on y'all, stand!
12: Yeah.